This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's always game day in Cleveland. Always happy to have you along board. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. And if you like what you're listening to on this podcast or this is the first time you'll be listening to it, well, welcome to the show. We're glad you're a part of it, and you can be a part of it at Game Day CLE. And if you like what you're listening to, remember to subscribe to the It's Always Game Day in Cleveland feed. A lot of headlines, more OTAs, uh, coordinators talking, a lot of news coming out of Berea this week, Daryl. Uh, I do want to start with this, though. You know, we, we have more accusations or more joining the civil suit against Deshaun Watson. We're up to 23, could be 24 by the time you're listening to this. Um, you know, it, it's another headline. I, I'll be honest, Daryl, when I heard it, I wasn't surprised, and I'm probably assuming you thought exactly the same thing. Yeah, you know, n- not surprising. As we have talked about previously, Andy, this is just going to unfortunately dominate headlines uh, until these are resolved uh, in court or uh, out of court via uh, a settlement. Again, uh, Watson, his attorney, uh, denying the accusations, uh, pleading uh, his innocence uh, w- with them. Uh, but uh, it's not affecting what's going on out in Berea as far as the, the offseason program goes, getting Deshaun Watson, learning the, the new offense, uh, getting him reps. Uh, you know, uh, Kevin Stefanski talked about uh, on Wednesday, uh, you know, 350-some seven-on-seven reps during these 10 OTA sessions for Deshaun. Uh, repping the same play with uh, little tweaks and twists to those plays. Um, so e- even though the the civil suits continue to dominate headlines uh, off the field, and uh, as you said, there's probably going to be a, a, a 24th. Uh, Tony Busby has indicated that uh, his expectation is there will be a 24th uh, lawsuit filed uh, against Watson as he continues to represent uh, these accusers, the plaintiffs uh, in this case, um, you know, on the field, it, it really is clear, uh, not only just with Watson, but with his teammates, that they really have been able to tune out th- those issues and they've been able to focus on what they're working on on the field. And it's interesting to look at that because, you know, if you're Kevin Stefanski or you're the Browns, you still have to worry about the other 21 guys on the field that are going to be playing. And Miles Garrett kind of summed up. Uh, at OTAs, uh, you know, exactly what maybe the feeling is among the players about the Deshaun Watson distraction. You know, that's that's all him and, you know, whether I see it in the media, whether it's, it's pressed by y'all, 
you know, I try to keep my nose out of it. I don't try to put my eyes on it. The only thing that matters to me is if he's, he's playing every game or if he's not and, and how we can overcome that and what we need to do is to step as a defense if he isn't. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that he said that. And look, I, I part of this Deshaun Watson story, and I'm not trying to be obtuse about what's going on, is it seems like it's white noise now because it's going on in the background and all this stuff is happening. And the way you look at Berea, Berea's got to function inside a bubble where I, I'm assuming, and based on the number of reps that Deshaun's getting, that Kevin Stefanski and uh, the Browns are th- just moving forward as if they're – Nothing is going to happen because Deshaun's getting the majority of the reps, right? And so, yeah. you know, I, I, I kind of wonder, is that the right game plan for the Browns to give Deshaun all the reps in these camps, in these OTAs? You talked about the 350 plays and not getting Jacoby Brissett ready. Now, I know it's still kind of early, but I, I don't know. Is that the right attack? You know, move forward as if nothing's going to happen? Yeah, well, I – they are proceeding as if he's available week one. And I understand why they're doing that. He's, look, he's not been disciplined by the league yet. Everybody's assuming that he will be disciplined, right? Um, But Kevin Stefanski can't operate like that. So it's his job to get Deshaun ready to play week one. Uh, But, you know, know, Miles Garrett's point, uh, and he said this right before what you heard in that soundbite, the first thing he said is, it isn't any of my business. Um, And that just really uh, stood out. And, you know, uh, he was was asked, you know, doesn't character matter? And he says, of of course it matters. But uh, I I don't know what happened. You don't know what happened other than the people involved. You know, I'm 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 not swaying my opinion based on hearsay. And... Uh, he is judging Deshaun on his interactions with him and what he knows about him. And, and, and Garrett said, hey, from what I know and what I've seen and observed and, and being around him, he, he, he's a good guy. I'm not going to be the judge. I'm not going to be the jury or the executioner. We are here to play a game. And, um, you know, it, it's yet to be determined uh, whether or not uh, – Deshaun Watson's guilty of, uh, you know, misconduct here. Uh, as far as the player that I know, he's a special player on the field. And and so that's where their their focus is. But, yeah, I mean, you know, Kevin Stefanski has to get him to, to ready to play uh, week one. Uh, and should discipline come down the pike here? Uh, and, again, we're all assuming that. And just because we assume it doesn't make it fact, doesn't mean it's going to happen. Uh, odds are, yeah, I, I think that it's, it's fair to, uh, I think it is a fair assumption that the NFL does not like that these, uh, headlines are constantly out there. The fact that these lawsuits keep piling up and I think that they'll probably send him a message, but right now they haven't done that. They're still investigating, right? I mean, there's now another accusation or set of accusations uh, that they have to look into. So how does that affect their timeline? Does it, you know, the commissioner just said last week, hey, we're nearing the end of the investigation. And and and, and that, so now does this mean that that investigation gets uh, prolonged? But you know, their, their focus is singularly on football and getting themselves ready for the upcoming season, getting Deshaun Watson as many reps in Kevin, with Kevin Stefanski's playbook and the and the various tweaks and varieties that come with these individual plays and formations and that and get, getting him as many of those as possible to get him ready. And if Kevin Stefanski has shown 
uh, his ability to change on the fly in the first two years. Like, he's incredible with it. Look at what he's had to deal with his first two years between injuries and COVID and stuff. So I have no doubts that he's going to be able to pivot should Watson be disciplined. But the team can't punish Watson by not getting him prepared to play in their offense just because the specter of potential discipline from the league is looming over them. That just makes absolutely no sense. So I, I think Stefanski's yeah, but taking the perfect d- approach here. Yeah, but but look, you think so, I think so, whether we agree or, or disagree or if anybody believes. The league, first of all, has had a, had a bad week. I mean, you've got the Snyder stuff going on where Snyder and, 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 and Roger Goodell were invited to go testify before Congress about what's going on uh, in Washington and what's happened there with the – with the team formerly known as Washington football, now known as Commanders. And so now I'm just like, you know, if that keeps piling up and misconduct from that issue starts piling up and now people are pointing the fingers at the NFL, what are you going to do about this? We saw what you didn't do in Washington while all this other stuff's going on. Now you have the opportunity to maybe do something more with Deshaun Watson. Like, I wonder how, you know, again, a lot of this is just court of public opinion yeah. on Watson. I wonder how that's going to affect him. And then I, I just to sit here and kind of look and say, you, I just think they need to get Jacoby Brissett a little bit more than the average backup in, in some of these OTAs. I mean, you'd have to be blind not to think that, that Deshaun's not going to get something. And if you're going to go, you know, 90% or 95% reps with Deshaun Watson – and expect uh, Jacoby Brissett to be, you know, ready to go week one and be 100% perfect. I, I just – I don't know if that's the right plan of attack. And I'm, it's nothing against Deshaun Watson. It's all about right. making sure that my 22 guys are ready to play when week one rolls around. But the Jacoby Brissett has been here before. He's been a backup. He's had to play at a moment's notice. Um, I have every confidence that if and when we get to that point, that yeah, they will then get Jacoby up to up to speed and and ready to play. But that's the whole part of being a a backup quarterback. Alex Van Pelt talked about it a little bit yesterday uh, on Wednesday as well. As as far as um, it, you know, the the got to get the starter ready and the the backup. Uh, I mean, that's that's part of it. The backup doesn't get the reps. The third string quarterback doesn't get a lot of competitive reps and. No, he's had virtually none, right? Yeah, I mean, so uh, I, I just, I have, I, I think the Browns are taking the, the perfect approach from a football perspective with Deshaun. He's not been disciplined, so why would you hold this guy back in, in, I call them meaningless offseason uh, practices. That's, that's wrong. They, they do matter. Uh, maybe glorified is a is a better description the glorified offseason program right where every little thing is analyzed and overanalyzed and dissected and these guys are just out there working on things and trying things out and and, and that so uh, you get him as many reps as you can to to get him comfortable with the playbook and the throws that are required and and all that and then if discipline ultimately comes down the pike then you you go ahead and make the adjustment. And as I said earlier, Kevin Stefanski, if one there's one thing he has shown his first two years as head coach of this football team, it is his ability to adjust with proficiency. So I, I have no concerns whatsoever about him and the offense's ability to adjust 
if Watson is sidelined. All right, let me just throw one more other quick question because it's the football-related question, and you've had the opportunity to watch the shot. I mean, everyone's raving about the way he looks. Is that Deshaun Watson being – except for probably John Johnson the third who had a pick yesterday <laughs> could have ran, ran it back for a touchdown. But, it, you know, it, uh, other than that, is it – Deshaun Watson's that good or the quarterbacking prior to Deshaun Watson has been just not even close to where he's at? It, I, he's that good. I, I'm not gonna dis. I am not gonna disrespect Deshaun Watson and and say it's the the previous quarter because, and Miles Garrett. Well, I'm just, just talking about what you're looking at. What you're uh, yeah, looking. Are I mean, you like? Miles said it yesterday. It's Baker Mayfield's not a bad quarterback. Uh, you know, uh, Deshaun has a few uh, skills in his game that and physical talents in his game that Baker Mayfield wasn't blessed with. But you know, Baker Mayfield wasn't a trash quarterback for the Browns. They just is part of the business of the NFL. They the better look. The the thing that stands out to me when I watch Deshaun is how the ball effortlessly comes out of his hands. It everything is a tight spiral. Whether he's throwing a five yard crossing route or he is chucking it 75 yards down the field. He throws the most beautiful football that I've ever seen. Like, I thought Brandon Whedon had a cannon on him, you know, when uh, uh, he was here after he right. was drafted. And, of course, the preseason came and, and the regular season came, and he was actually getting hit in practice, and it was a, ended up being somewhat of a, a train wreck. But, like, you know, and you try and keep it in perspective because they're in helmets, shirts, and shorts, and it's not full speed, and he's not under pressure, and he's not at risk of being hit and knocked down and in, in, in that. And they, any uh, outside-the-pocket stuff is all simulated, right? He's not going to be chased down and drugged down from behind. But he throws the most beautiful football I have seen a Browns quarterback throw in practice. It is just it is a sight well, it's all good to behold. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that I think that that's kind of part of it. Just you you watch it, and it takes you no time to see that. Yeah, the guy can just flat out play football. At Game Day CLE is how you get a hold of us. It's always Game Day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. We are going to get special when we come back. Some of the stories you didn't hear probably as big headlines going through OTAs, but they're going to have a big impact when the team hits the field in the fall. It's always game day in Cleveland.